Hello, and good morning to you. I'm Bruce. And I'm Mike. And we're with Tech Connect. And Tech Connect is very important to you, and you may not realize that now, but after you're listening to a series of our podcasts about the kinds of technologies that are available to you every day, whether it be for entertainment, education, employment, or just information and research. All these things will come together in our conversations with you so that you appreciate how much more these devices can add to your life. And we're baby boomers, just like you. Basically, this is baby boomers talking to baby boomers about the new technology. So sit back, relax, and listen. Hello, I'm Bruce. And I'm Mike. And we're from Tech Connect. And today we're going to talk to you about ways to protect your devices, like your computers and your phones, from electric surges uh, that can damage your device, as well as, and mainly, we're going to be talking about how to have power when the power goes out, if the electricity goes out, you want to be able to at least keep your Wi-Fi system in your house powered. A lot of times your Wi-Fi system is connected to security cameras and or other devices that you may need. And there are ways that are not that expensive now to have backup power uh, for your devices like your computers and your routers and modems. Also, you might look into a backup power if you use uh, a sleep aid device. Like a CPAP? Like a CPAP machine. Uh, Backup power is good to make sure that you always have that available to you. So let's jump right in. Uh, We'll start out by talking about the uh, UPS, what are called UPS systems, uninterrupted power supplies. Uh, that are are useful for your routers and modems. That's correct, Bruce. And also the fact that primarily when they first came out, especially for consumer purposes, they were the backup desktop units and the monitors and the printers. And uh, they're very good in, in the case of an outage. But more importantly now, because of the fact that so many, many of us now who are working from home, it is more critical now to have these devices to back up your devices and because, well, let me just give you a little backdrop. Right now in America, consumer devices are multiplying, or I guess a factor of three or four every year. Every person in the household has got a cell phone, they got a tablet, they got a laptop, they got televisions. All this stuff is put into a huge demand on the power system in America. And unfortunately, our power system, the total grid system, was built initially in the late 1800s. <laughs> right. And so, and unfortunately, with the reluctance to pass the Build Better America, whatever that bill is called. Build Back Better. Build Back Better. And it was supposed to address that as an issue. But it's not, because it can't get passed. And so we're basically living, in essentially, in a large third world country when it comes to power utilization in America which is unfortunate. But here again, as consumers, we keep buying so many devices, it is actually putting the strain on the grid. And it's only going to get worse every day. 
So it's important that we understand the usage of a UPS system and portable power stations that we're going to talk about as well, too. The, the portable power stations that you're talking about can be sometimes carried in a pocketbook or a pocket. And they might you might use them to just, it's a battery, mm-hmm. and it'll maintain the charge. And you can use it to recharge your cell phone yep. or some small device. Uh, usually with these uh, devices, once you use them to, to recharge a phone, you have to plug the device back in for the battery to be recharged. Mm-hmm. They only have a, a small charge, mm-hmm. but it is useful if you're out and about and you have one in your pocketbook. Uh, you can recharge your phone with that so that you always have some power. And most of us have seen those uh I know they sell them a lot on some of the HSNs and oh, yeah. the, uh, shows like that. QVC. QVC, you see them. But they're good to have because you never know when you're going to, your phone is going to run out of power. And, and a lot of people use their phones so much that they have that problem. So it's always good to have that backup battery that you can carry, like I said, in your pocketbook or your briefcase. And that way you can be anywhere and recharge your phone, uh, personally recharge your phone. You won't have to use someone else's power. And the fact of the matter is when you think about how often we have to sit and wait to have our cars repaired, uh, waiting for a medical appointment uh, with women, particularly where you can get their hair done, where you're basically maybe waiting anywhere from a half an hour to an hour for your appointment. And before you realize that you didn't charge the device before you left home, and all of a sudden now you're you're out of minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but these, and typically with these uh, portable ones you were talking about, Bruce, these uh, the things that you can charge in front of like maybe one one and a half times at best, but they'll give you a good hours worth of talk time, if not more. And and when you buy these devices, and you can usually find them in places like Marshalls and TJ Maxx, and like you say, QVC and HSN. Uh, their strength, their power is measuring what we call milliamp hours. And typically those that you can carry portably around are anywhere from 2,500 to 20,000 milliamp hours. And of course, the bigger they are, the more charge time you get and the more minutes you get out of your devices. And most of them can charge, well, especially the ones closer to 20,000, you can charge up um, a tablet with that mm-hmm. and, and charge a tablet a few times with that. Uh, and they range in the price from as low as three dollars for the little ones for twenty five hundred, up to about well fifty bucks. Right. And they work very well. Uh, they hold up very well. But people need to get in the habit of realizing that it is critically important to keep one in the console of your car or in your purse or, like you said, in the briefcase because power is king these days of all devices that we have and how often we use them for not only just texting email but for entertainment for movies as well too and music spotify youtube they draw a lot of power right the other type of uh power supplies that you might want to have in your home and this is a good you should think about this as an addition to your system to your computer system to your internet system Mm -hmm. in your home you want a what's called a UPS uninterrupted power supply. Usually these devices are set up as they're surge protectors. 
So they'll protect your computer if it's plugged into it from electronic surges. Mm -hmm. Spikes. Spikes. Usually if the power goes out, you're going to have a surge first, and then the power goes out. Uh, That way, uh, these surge protectors will keep your computer from getting that spike. So that's the first thing they do. The second thing they do, you keep them plugged in all the time, and it has a battery in them. And once that battery is charged, if the electricity in your household goes out, that will automatically maintain power to whatever device is plugged into it. So say you might think in terms of plugging in your router and or your modem. Or combo unit. Or your combo unit, combo router modem into that UPS system. That way, when your power goes out in the house... And it will. (laughs) Then you still have Wi-Fi in your house, okay? You will still be able to take your tablet and get on the internet and watch a movie. Uh, You'll still be able to use the Wi-Fi from your phone when you need it. So that way... Even when the whole household goes out, you can still use the Wi-Fi. And like I said, a lot of times you have cameras connected to your Wi-Fi system or other uh, safety devices. Those will maintain a connection to the Wi-Fi when you have it connected to a UPS uh, device. The UPS devices, I was looking up some on the on Amazon and... You can get an APC UPS device, and APC is a company that is well-known for making those devices. You can get one for $65. Now, the $65 unit is going to keep your your Wi-Fi and your router running for maybe two or three hours, okay? Mm -hmm. Uh, Because they don't draw that much power. Now, if you plug something else into it, that draws more power, then it's going to make the battery run down faster. But if you're just maintaining your the Wi-Fi in your house so that you have a internet system in your house, then it might run for two or three hours before uh, it's going to run. Your UPS will run out of power. So, and most outages in in nowadays, <laughs> right now, might last about that long, but. Again, it's a good way to keep your system on when you have some type of uh, short power outage in the neighborhood or in your household. And just be mindful of the fact that here again, that device we're talking about, the UPS, is for consumer electronics for the most part. The electrical devices that we use, such as tablets, phones, and even charging up your uh, mobile speakers as well. You know, you still want to be able to hear your music when you're playing music through your phone or your tablet. You want to charge the speakers up. You can do that with that device. What you cannot do is plug a toaster in it. Right. It's not going to take a toaster. <laughs> it's not going to take a hair dryer. Right. Okay. It's not built for stuff like that. The power draw is too high. It's, it's going to make it shut down. So just remember those small electronic devices that we use that are part of your network system. That's what these UPS systems are for. And like I said, the bigger they are, the more uh, power they have or they can put out Mm -hmm. to your devices, the more expensive they are. 
The uh, one that I said was about $65. It has a USB port, so you could plug your phone into it to, to charge it. It has a uh, it has a couple of plugs that are connected to the backup system, the battery backup. So that's where you would plug your modem and or your router modem. And that way you would maintain your Wi-Fi in the house. If you need to get a quick charge on your tablet because you were watching a movie, you could also plug that in and, and get that charged up. But that is the what are called UPS battery backup systems. And if you go on on Amazon or any other uh, Target or some other place, you'll be able to find them in a myriad of price ranges. What you want to look for is a minimum of 600 VA. What does VA stand for? I think it's volts. Th volts. Volts amps, something like that. Right. Volts and ampers. Don't hold us to that, but 600 VA would give you about two hours or two and a half to three hours of runtime on your modem and your router. Okay, that's why I said the 600 VA minimum. Uh, but they, as they go up in price, they go up in capacity. In capacity, in, in VAs. Okay, so a uh, 800 VA UPS might would cost more than the 600. Uh, and it might give you a little more time on your router and your modem. But like I said, try to get a minimum of 600. And like I said, I saw that 600 on Amazon for $65. So instead of just plugging your system in to the wall, right. you get a UPS surge protector and you plug all your devices into that. And think of that device as a form of insurance. You know, the worst thing you can do is have a need for insurance when you don't have it, when you have a fire or a flood. And uh, so when you think about not having access to your devices in a power outage, it's a form of insurance. So it's worth the investment. And like I said, now the investment is not that great. At one time, oh. these devices were very expensive, but now you can get one that will assist you and maintain your system in your household for not that much. I mean, as far as the rest of your household, you have uh, flashlights for the lighting. Uh, you might have a portable radio that takes batteries or or was charged up through. You can charge that up with yeah. the power supply as well. And you always got flashlights and candles. Right. <laughs> you always got flashlights. They still work. They still work. But you want to keep your Wi-Fi, you want to keep your Internet available to you because of all the things that we do on the internet and to do that you need some type of uh, backup for your system the other power portable power stations well hmm. portable power stations are a little bit different than what bruce was talking about before and this really is a replacement for any event that is a power outage and it's a long-term power outage and these devices are basically like generators that you see people talk about using when it's typically a power outage. And those generators are what we call gas-powered or fuel-powered generators. Now, if you live in the suburbs or on a farm somewhere, you certainly can use a generator to provide power to your home in the event, in event of a power outage. But you certainly cannot use these things in an urban environment, in townhouses, in row houses, in apartment buildings, and what have you. You cannot use a powered, a 
fuel power generator in your home because of, uh, what's that, carbon monoxide Toxic. poisoning? <laughs> right. Yeah, and it's dirty and noisy. But these new breed of portable power stations, they're totally electronic. And basically, they're what we call lithium iron phosphate batteries that we, of course, you probably heard about those in the Tesla vehicles. The same things they use to drive those Tesla vehicles are now being utilized to build these power generators, these portable power generations, portable power stations. Uh, the good thing about these devices is that there are multiple ways you can charge them up for future use. Hmm. Most of them are what we call solar generators. And that's because you can, as an accessory, get solar panels that you can plug into these devices to charge them up. You can also charge them up electronically through plugging them to the wall, a regular AC outlet. And if worse comes to worse, you can actually go and take these devices out to your car and charge them up through the cigarette lighter. Right. So they give you a lot of versatility as to how you can power these things up for future use. And the key thing is that these not only would charge up your small devices, like your tablets and phones and your portable speakers, but you can actually run a lamp with these things or a small television. I don't think anything more than a 32-inch TV would draw too much power. You wouldn't get the real utility of it, but you can do it. And the fact of the matter is you can buy yourself a very small one, and typically a small power station typically comes in what we call 160-watt hours. And they go as far as 2,000 watt hours. Now, when you start to get around 2,000 watt hours, you can do a, a blender, for example, to make a smoothie. You can toast some, make some toast with the toaster. You can run a microwave oven for a few minutes to heat something up. Now, with the smaller units, like I said, it's starting at like 160 watt hours. The next size up is usually about 240. There are a lot of them under 500 watt hour range and quite a few in the 1000 watt hour range and they run from prices from as low as $199 all up to about $2,000 maybe $3,000 right but the fact that they're so versatile and assuring your family that you can have some light in your home you can still have some entertainment you can still communicate with the rest of the world to see what's going on to get some idea how long the power outage is going to be uh it's just a wonderful thing as a backup. And with the kind of weather that we have in America now, with these snowstorms, these windstorms, tornadoes, it's just a, not a question of if, it's a question of when your power is going to go down. It will happen more frequently in the future than not. And, and some of these devices, again, if you go to Amazon or, or somewhere like Walmart, that, Walmart. Walmart, and search pa portable power stations... Uh, you'll find a myriad of them, uh, a 500-watt power station, which is uh, would be good for your devices and maybe... That's a popular size, too. Right. One or two other devices, uh, larger devices. They run $500. Uh, and so the prices are well within range uh, if you have that type of money to uh, keep your things backed up and you could keep a small refrigerator running uh, uh not a large one but a, <laughs> a small a small refrigerator you might be able to run so you could maybe throw your yeah some of your the food frozen, in there the stuff right and uh but 
again, these power stations are also used by people that camp. Uh, oh. You have the power mm. station. You can plug TVs and everything else into it and watch TV at night out at the campsite. Or well, the nomads and RVs. Right. They people use are, a lot. They use a lot of these power stations. Mm-hmm. But they're good to have in your home only because the prices are such that you can have one mm-hmm. just in case. Sure. Okay. Uh, like I said, you can have one just for those few times when the power goes out if you want to have uh, more than just your Wi-Fi being operated. So look at those. If if there's something that you think you might want or need, then, like I said, the price ranges are, are reasonable now. So you could get something that could run more of your devices than just your tablets and your uh, Wi-Fi stations. Now, some of the manufacturers of the devices, uh, a few companies... <laughs> Uh, one company is called Jackery. Mm-hmm. Another is called Patriot. Uh, Anchor. Uh, even Dorsell makes one, as well as Westinghouse. And there are a multitude of manufacturers. The only thing I would stress is that uh, there are a lot of cheap ones that are out there. And I would highly recommend, and no disrespect, not about bigotry or prejudice, but I, I would strong, strongly recommend you get ones that are American-made. Uh for quality purposes. Uh, you'll get a lot of manufacturers all over the planet that make these devices very cheaply, and you have to be very careful about electronics and that they're made with quality. And those are some of the names that make some quality products. Okay, so that's going to wrap it up for today. Again, if you have questions or you want us to answer a question on the next podcast, send us an email or a text message or email to our email address, and that's techconnect720 at gmail.com. So it's T E C H C O N E C T 720 at gmail.com. So just send us an a email and, and ask your questions if you have a particular question about some topic that we've talked about. And we'll answer your question or talk about that at the next podcast. You can also give us suggestions on future topics topics for podcasts. Okay, so until next time, I'm Bruce. And I'm Mike. Okay, folks. Another piece of information that we failed to tell you earlier is our contact information. You can reach Tech Connect. That's T-E-C-H-C-O-N-E-C-T, Tech Connect. And you can reach us by phone at 484-918-0158. Once again, that's 484-918-0158 or by email. And the email address is techconnect720 at gmail.com. That's T-E-C-H-C-O-N-E-C-T 720 at gmail.com. So we invite you to get in contact with us and uh, so we can assist you with what your needs are. And thank you.